Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 20 through 21. It's a continuation of last week's scripture where Jesus tells the parable of the prodigal son. Hear these words of scripture. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today is a continuation of one of Jesus's most well-known parables, the parable of the prodigal or the lost son. And even if you've never heard this story before, you've probably heard parts of it or a similar story, or you've experienced this story in your own life. It's a parable that shares the rhythm of separation and togetherness, of exile and return. And this rhythm can be found throughout history. In the ancient stories of the Israelites in Babylon, exile in Babylon, and in our daily lives as we go apart and we come back together again. Sometimes life's circumstances cause us to leave, like stupid COVID. And other times we choose to go, like the prodigal son in Jesus's story. In this parable, Jesus says that the son goes to his father and he says to his father, give me my share of the estate. Now, normally the inheritance would have gone to him when his father passed away, but the son asks for it early and in so doing breaks ties with his family and essentially treats his father as if he is already dead. The son then takes everything that he has and leaves. And he goes to a distant country and he squanders everything. And then a severe famine hits. And it says that he began to be in need. But he had exiled himself from his father and his whole family, his land. And so the, the son had no one to turn to. He finds a Gentile who gives him a job of feeding pigs. And while the son is sitting in the pig pen, looking longingly at the pods the pigs were eating to fill his own aching stomach, that's when he comes to his senses. It literally says he came to himself. 
He remembered who he was, and he said out loud, I'm sure, to those, confu- those very confused pigs, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And that's where we left off this week, or last week. And then this week, as Linda read for us, we see that the son didn't just sit there in the pig pen, dreaming of being back home, wishing and thinking about what he would say to his father. He actually got up, and he went back home to his father. Now, I want to acknowledge that I know we don't all have completely positive relationships with our fathers. Some have been hurt physically or emotionally, that, and that hurt is very real, and it is part of who we are and who, what our story is. In Jesus' parables, he's describing God in ways that help us to understand who God is. And Jesus uses metaphors that are inevitably incomplete in some way because they are based in our own broken humanness. And so in this parable, Jesus is saying God is like a father. And not just any father. God is like the most perfect father. And then he goes on to tell us what God the Father, who God the Father is. God the Father peering down the road, longing for his son's return. And then when he sees just the smallest glimpse of his son on the horizon, his wayward son, he sees him and he springs to his feet and he runs to meet his child. Now, in ancient Palestine, it was regarded as unbecoming for an adult man to run. Yet, the father does not care about this propriety. He runs to meet his son. His compassion moves him. His joy carries him down the road to his child, and he throws his arms open wide and then wraps his child and kisses him. And then the son, after all of this, he just immediately launches into his well-rehearsed speech. And he says, Father, I know what I've done. And then he goes on to confess everything that he's done, repenting of his wrongs. But before the son can ask to be received back in as a lowly servant, the father interrupts him. And the father shouts to his servant and says, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Because the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And in doing all of this, in giving his son sandals and a robe and a ring, The father is publicly receiving his child back into his house. It's a sign to the rest of the village, to everyone, 
that the boy is to be treated as his son once again. And even though he had broken his relationship with the family, even though the son had dishonored his father by treating him as though he were dead, even though he left his home and left his land and went to live with the Gentiles, his son returned. And in doing that, he reestablishes his place as his father's son. We have each chosen exile at one point or another, probably, most likely, many times in our lives. I had a time in college when I questioned, God, how could you let this happen? How could you do this? How could you? And I turned away. And yet here I am today because I returned and God accepted me. Like the prodigal son, I came back home and I said, I am sorry, God, for thinking that I knew everything, for assuming that I could see the whole picture. I'm sorry. I repented of my own ignorance and own selfishness and I returned to God. German theologian Joachim Jeremias said, repentance means learning to say Abba again. Abba, Daddy. Putting one's whole trust in the Heavenly Father, returning to the Father's house and to the Father's arms. Because no matter how many times we leave, choosing exile and then return then to God. God is always looking for us, waiting for us with outstretched arms, Re waiting to receive us back into his arms, whispering once again in our ears, you are my beloved. On you, my favor rests. And when we return to God, we are not only reunited with our loving heavenly parent, we also, we get the bonus of a community, of a family. When the prodigal son returned, his father received him back into the father's house, into the family, surrounding him with support and the father's love, even when the father himself wasn't there. That's what the family did. And so it is with the church. We are God's family here to encourage one another and to love on one another when life is life. And we, the church, we are not God. It's true. Let's not conflate the two together. We are human and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to put our foot in our mouths. We're going to do all of the things wrong. But we are also going to do our absolute very best to hold one another up when we feel like crumbling and throw our arms open wide, running to the one who is coming back home and be examples as best we can 
of God's unconditional, abundant love here on earth as it is in heaven. That is good news. Thanks be to God, a God who will always receive us home, and for a God who gives us a family like this. Amen. Now we are going to move into a time of prayer, and so I want to invite those who are joining online, if you would like to share in the Facebook comments how we can be praying with you and for you, and then here let us prepare by standing and or getting in whatever posture is comfortable for us to move into this next song.
several prayers, um, prayers of celebration for Dion's birthday. Happy birthday. I also know there's a little girl who's going to turn four tomorrow, Natalie, and so happy birthday to her, and I will never forget her birthday because it's on mine and Russ's anniversary. I want to th say thank you to my husband who's up there doing sound for putting up with me for 13 whole years in marriage. And what'd you say? No problem. no problem, he says. That's nice. That's kind. And then <laughs> the day after our anniversary is Jamie and Dana's anniversary. So happy anniversary to them this week. And I know there's all kinds of other birthdays. It's like a celebration week that is happening this week. So which is always, always fun. And then um, also I want to um, share prayers of such a fun um, morning that we had during our first service. It started with me pulling into the church parking lot and there was, a, there was a, an abundance of rainbows this morning if you were out. And there was a rainbow that ended at the church. Now, that could go many ways, but I like all of the ways. And I think that it was just this wonderful picture. I was like, it's going to be a good and that was great. And then in our service, we had the choir singing, and um, it's our more um, liturgical service, and so it's a lot of fun. It's different than this one, and so I invite you to check it out um, at 8.30s as well on Sundays. And, and when we officially move inside, we will also have it live streamed, so we can, you can join that way as well. And then Hillary asked for prayers for her son, Brandon, who's struggling this year, um, balancing gifted education and challenges um, due to his autism. So prayers um, for guidance when working with the school and, and caring for Brandon. And then Lisa says prayers of thanksgiving for Mark's cancerous tumor, which was removed from his tailbone, and they got all of it and it didn't burst. And then Elizabeth asked for prayers, um, continued prayers for her dad as they figure out um, a living situation for him. And then as prayers as well for her uncle Andy, um, for heart failure, and also prayers for Michael. And then Shelley asked for prayers for Sue on the loss of her husband Ed, who died past of cancer. And then also prayers of peace um, for for the um, Walburn family on the passing of Walt yesterday and for um, safe travels for Karen as they travel back um, to this area today. And then also Gail um, asked for prayers for Kathy and Dick and Glenn and Dick W. Um, prayers of healing for them. And then online, Jan asked for prayers of comfort and strength for their good friend and neighbor, Frank, who lost his sweet wife this past week. Yes. 
It is good. It is so good that we're able to come together and pray with one another and for one another, no matter where we are. We know that God is with us and uniting us. So let us go to our Lord now. Abba, God. Abba, we hunger for more than we deserve. We demand our way and that you give it to us. Abba, we stuff ourselves in the empty husks of pleasure and selfishness, our shallow souls hungering for more constantly. We party our way through life. We awaken in sin's gutters, our hollow hearts hungering for more. And then, Abba, we stumble and stammer, hunger to find our way back to you. And you, Abba, you fling wide heaven's doors. You drag your sinless and stainless robe through the litter of our sin, running and sweeping us up in your arms as you carry us home where we will hunger no more. Abba, thank you. We pray for those who are in life's gutters, either by choice or thrown there by circumstance. Feel they, may they feel the comfort of your unconditional love beckoning them to you. And help us to discern how we can be there for and with those who are hurting and hungering. So that everyone in this world might be swept up in your loving and strong arms. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, as we pray together the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Have a great week.